Hello and welcome to the AIS Arena for the first game on Sport Radio's Australia Day weekend coverage of Australian Defence Forces, WNBL Radio. Simon Peters from the AIS Radio Network just up here enjoying the build-up to this Capitals game. And I know you're going to uh, enjoy watching this one before you get to see the AIS up against Logan later in the day. Yeah, 3 o'clock this afternoon we'll be heading over to the training hall to cover the, uh, the AIS Logan game. Looking forward to that. It's a special day uh, for some of us old school Canberra fans with Kristen Veal's first return to town this season. Um, and coincidentally, we'll get to see her again next weekend, backing up against the Capitals. But uh, before that game, we've got the, uh, the Adelaide Caps game. It's going to be huge. Of course, uh, Bendigo were able to knock off Adelaide on Friday night. So uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for Canberra, I guess, remains to be seen. They're, they're, you've got your two schools of thought, I guess. That, That's right. Well, that shows them uh, some vulnerability and, and an ability for Canberra to, to get some uh, some confidence up against them. But, uh, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So Adelaide could come out uh, all guns blazing and really take it to the caps. So either way, I think we're in for, uh, you know, it's possible grand final preview, uh, certainly finalists preview. So it's going to be a very high calibre game. It is going to be a great game, I'm sure. And, well, it is uh, still that top of the table position to be sorted. I guess with that loss to Bendigo, the Capitals can seal the top spot, whereas Adelaide need to get all these wins now to try and claw back that little bit of ground that they had marked for the uh, that they had marked for the um, well the challenge for the top spot as well. The defending champions up against well the perennial champions in the Capitals. It's going to be a, a great game. Michelle Hocking is down there with Carrie Graff just moments ago. She spoke to the coach of the Cats. It's going to be tough. They're coming off a loss to Bendigo last night, so it's a beware the wounded bull. Look, absolutely. I think, you know, it's, um, you know there's, a, there's a lot in this. They obviously didn't go there anticipating a lose. Bendigo obviously played pretty well. Um, you know, Adelaide haven't lost two on the road for many, many years, so there's no question they're going to come in here with an extra bit of fire. Having said that, you know, we were embarrassed by the way, the way we played against them back in uh, November, I think it was, in Adelaide, so, you know, we, there's nothing there's nothing that we could ask for more than a team coming in here wounded, a classy team of the last year's champions to make it like a playoff. Absolutely, and you know, this, I mean, the Adelaide group pretty well, Marino played in Canberra, and Francis played with you guys in Russia for a few games, so, and Chris Lucas helping with the yeah, look, I mean, you know, having said that, I'm sure it goes the other way. Also had Jess Foley on the World Uni Games team. And, you know, look, we've got respect for this team. They've got, you know, exceptional individual talent. Um, they, you know, they won the championship. And Adelaide are a perennial, you know, playoff team in the WNBL. Having said that, so are we. You know, we've got a lot of individual talent. We play well as a team. This is the venue we want to host the grand final in and win it in. And so it's, um, you know... I guess it goes both ways. We know a lot about them, they know a lot about us, and the two can counter-attack better. Right, and your guys are all fit, muscle-wise, back on the floor. Is she fully fit, or is it an easier into it? Yeah, look, we, I mean, we were hoping to get 20 minutes out of it, but the physio said we've got to sort of limit that to 10 to 12, so, you know, I guess we have to be smart about how we use those minutes, but having her back in the mix is a plus for us. You know, she's got good length, and she's a big perimeter player, similar to Adelaide has, so we'll certainly throw her in there and try and get maximum minutes in that time. Um, you know, but we haven't had it for five or six weeks, so I think the team's pretty comfortable 
playing without her, but it's just a nice addition to have someone like her, a lefty 5'11 rebounder shooter on the floor. That's right, and she'll create some match. I mean, you guys got talent to create match-up problems for them. Where do you think the real dangers are for you at the other end of the floor? You know, look, I think it's counter-attack. We know that they're going to try and lift our bigs out and put it on the floor. They're going to try and post our guards. We, you know, we've done a lot of work on defending those two scenarios. And we've got to attack them at the other end, you know. We've got, we've got to go inside to our bigs. We've got to push tempo and then make them defend. And I think, you know, it really is a game of attack and counter-attack. Who can punish those mismatches the best? Thanks very much. Well, Vicky, it's a big game tonight. Uh, first and second place uh, is still up for grabs in this uh, Defence Forces WNBL. Yeah, it is. So we're really looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be an excellent game. What have you done to prepare yourself? And obviously you don't want them starstruck out here on the AOS Arena. I don't think we're going to be starstruck. We haven't had much time to prepare. We come from Bendigo, obviously, and had a bad loss there. So we just want to, luckily for us, we haven't got much of a turnaround time to hopefully get a win on the board. The problem with turnaround times or short ones is any injuries that you're carrying into this game. No, we haven't got injuries. Everyone's fit and ready to go. It should be an interesting match. It will. We're looking forward to it. All of it. Thank you. Well, interesting to hear, Vicky Borg had nothing, and <laughs> Graffy, of course, the consummate professional. Yeah, absolutely could not stop her talking, as usual. But, um, uh, I, I talked to Graffy, and she said, you know, it's a case of, I guess, I asked her, is it beware the wounded bull today? I mean, you know, Adelaide are always a very tough encounter, and they had a pretty poor showing against Adelaide last time these two met. So, uh, you know, tonight... This afternoon, I should say, you know, is a fairly important game for Canberra and for Adelaide, who've gone from being second down to fourth after that loss against Bendigo. They are going to be quite fired up. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, well, it's White Line Fever, Foley, Francis and Gahan to start for the uh, Adelaide Lightning. It'll be Beatty, Vivi, Bishop and Abrams with Hurst starting for the uh, Canberra Transact Capitals. An important game just psychologically for that psychological battle, Michelle. Absolutely. This is about, bra- I guess, in some way bragging rights. We know that these two groups will be here come finals time. And so, you know, today's about... And Canberra wants some redemption from that game that they had against them earlier in the season. So I think, you know, it's going to be a great encounter. I think we are primed up. In fact, uh, well, it looks like Marino is going to start there. So I either didn't have five before or I had uh, someone else starting. But... Uh, well, how stupid yeah. would that and, be? And when you look at the <laughs> overconfidence, isn't it, on the Adelaide part? They've only got four stepping out on the floor. But if you look at the Canberra lineup, usual group with the exception of, of course, Muscle White, who's coming back off of injury. Uh, Graffy mentioned that they were hoping to get 20 minutes out of her today, but the physios said no. So uh, we'll wait and see how many minutes Muscle White gets to play today. Yes, and uh, well, you've lost the husband now because Healy's come over to say hello That's ahead of right. her game. <laughs> but, uh, well, it is in the centre, Beattie and Branches. We're looking forward to a, a great game of Australian Defence Force basketball. Australia Day weekend. In fact, it is Robbie Burns' birthday today. So, a big night for a lot of the Scottish fraternity in this country and indeed around the world. There's uh, Burns nights. I went to a Burns night on Thursday night and... Uh, well, had the haggis and uh, had, a, had a fantastic time indeed. As uh, we get set for a game, everything's ready in the centre, but uh, they've been having timing and scoring, and I have to say a big uh, kudos to AIS Arena. They've brought in two 
of the timing systems that we see down at the training hall, which is fantastic for calling the game. It's right up there. If my only complaint is it's so far up, you do have to take your line of sight off the game to be able to see it, unlike at the arena where it's just, uh, sorry, at the training hall where it's just in the line of sight and you can call the game and look at the stats at the same time. That's right. But uh, both teams now huddling up in the centre. What can we expect? Uh, is this going to be run and gun, Michelle, because we have so many electric scorers on the floor for both teams? Absolutely. And I don't think, it, uh, not run and gun, but I think really the tempo and momentum the game will be controlled. So there'll be a lot of mix-up in tempo and momentum, but certainly, you know, both teams will be looking to push the ball down the floor quickly and get the transition baskets when they're there for them, but at the same time, they'll be happy to grind it out in the half court, particularly Canberra, who will look to pull their bigs out, look to put the ball on the floor and penetrate, I think. It's Francis with the tip-off. That's about the first one that Beattie's lost this year. Foley tries to dribble it down the left lane. She trips over the legs of Bibby, has to find the ball rolling to Francis in the corner. Goes out to Foley. Foley back to Francis. Francis shooting over the top of Beattie there. Rattles off the rim as a three-point attempt drops down. Hurst at the other end. Fakes. Francis with a big block shot. She's been important in these early seconds. She has. And, uh, you know, good to see Natalie Hurst looking to penetrate hard against Marino. I, I think that Marino will find it hard to contain Hurst with the ball in her hand. Oh, and Francis there just deciding that there was nothing to go through, so she just hurled the ball at her former AIS teammate's legs in Abby Bishop and had it out of bounds. So they have gone to reset the clock because Bishop, obviously, she went to play at it when she saw it coming at her. Now it's Marino who got the inbound ball. Goes, fakes the three, back to Francis. Now, Francis has got a three-point game. Also, drives in. Oh, Abby Bishop just slaps it away from her. Ball goes loose. Francis comes back with it. Foley for three. And Foley opens the scoring with a, well, a messy offensive play. At the other end, though, Bibby with a lightning drive down the floor. She cuts to the basket. And even though she was doing a two-on-one, the layup was good. Yeah, that's a nice finish there. She put the ball on the floor hard, went to the basket and managed to finish it. And she'll go to the line. Hopefully, she'll knock this one in. As the three-point play for the Caps to take the lead with one minute of the game almost completed now. It is the Capitals who lead three points to two. Foley getting harassed by Bibby in the backcourt. Gets across the line just in time, in fact. Has to go across to the centre of the court to Marino and Hurst being caught on a very soft foul there just as they were both trying to move at the same time. Yeah, look, hand check called there and, and that's fine if you're going to blow it that way the whole game but um, there will be an awful lot of that level of contact I would imagine. As now the ball going inside goes to Francis on the perimeter. Marino, oh, great work by Bishop and then Coming in to her, on the help out D, Abrams and Foley were in control there, but uh, Bishop just cut off the avenue to pass. It went over the baseline, and that got White Line Fever into the game to inbound the ball to Gahan. Over to Francis. Francis in the corner. Oh, the pass. They just zigged when they should have zagged. And Biddy's oh, called on a travel as she was in the layup stride. She yeah. needed to dribble it once before she took the step. Absolutely. Just the uh, timing was all wrong on the footwork there. Foley inbound from Duke, goes back to Duke now, who looks to finish it off, but uh, gee, I reckon she got scared out of it by Beattie then because Beattie got no ball. It goes across to Bibby for three, left-handed from the left-hand side. It is good. Six points to two here. Eight minutes, 16 seconds left to go in the first half. Good to see Bibby looking to be a real offensive threat out there, coming into the starting lineup that she hasn't done most of the season. Oh, the put-back. Oh, no, the put-back from, uh, oh, 
Rebecca Duke just got the biggest elbow in the nose from Tracy Beattie. No call by the ref. And at the other end, Bibby hits another three. And that is nine points to two now. Where that was actually a... Well, I'd call that a professional foul the way Beattie did that because it looked like malice from nine. Uh, certainly. Oh, good defence oh. against Marino looking to penetrate hard. And Hurst took the first body contact and Bibby, uh, Bishop sorry, came over and... Uh, was certain that she wasn't going to let Marino get to the basket there. Marino hit the deck, the ball spilled, it touched the Capitals player before it went over the baseline, so it's an inbound ball for Duke, over to Foley, Foley shot doesn't fall, and now it's Beattie with the rebound, quickly onto Hurst, quickly onto Bibby, three-point attempt, oh, rattles off the iron, numbers are there, Abrams, and Foley, Francis, Gayan and Bishop, all fighting for the ball, and it's come off Adelaide last, so Abrams will inbound it. Forward to Bibby. Bibby leaves it a long way short and Francis wraps it up. Hands off to Foley. Oh, the handoff was lazy and Bishop goes to the uh, line because as she was trying to put it back in, Foley just had to foul to stop that momentum. You don't want him getting a shot off that sort of play. But uh, Francis, after she did show a lot of ball security, was just absolutely lazy on the pass, on the handoff pass. And Vicky Ball, she really wants to speak to these players now. Absolutely, and we're seeing some uncharacteristic uh, errors out of Adelaide in these opening minutes. Certainly the Canberra Capitals are placing a lot of defensive pressure on Adelaide, but I think that uh, still some of the errors that they're making are unforced, and Vicky Volk will be very keen to have a chat about that. And I think the other area of the game where the Capitals are dominating at the moment appears to be the rebounding situation. They aren't giving uh, um, Adelaide any second opportunities at all and are really you know, making the most... Uh, out of um, coming up with possession on those rebounds. It is an interesting point in the game. Seven minutes and 19 seconds left to run in the first term and it's 9-2 to two the Capitals' favour. Game's already played this round. It was Bendigo and Adelaide. Bendigo getting the win 75-69 in what was a pretty current affair. Townsville defeating Adelaide and uh, really it, it was a, a good performance by Coach Buckle's team, 98-62. Bulleen and the television game did an absolute number on the Perth links, 103-64. to Bulleen still trying to fight for a, a, a top-two position and, uh, well, mm. those sort of wins and those sort of numbers are going to give them plenty of uh, confidence. Then it was Dandenong Bulleen the next night and Dandenong going down for, oh, I can't remember how many losses it is now, yeah. but it's a number and Bulleen is on a 66-57 victory there, buoyed with confidence and, as I said, in a top two campaign. One from two completed from the line on those free throws and the Caps are 10-2 leaders at the moment as Gayan now has the ball in her hand, works around the perimeter, goes to the free throw line but then kicks it out to Duke who drives baseline, then goes back to the elbow for Foley. Foley drives to the basket. Yeah, did a good job in defence and also in offence from Foley even to be able to pull down that rebound across Tracy Beattie and Abby Bishop. But eventually, I think it was Gayhan who did the put-in from the outpass from, from Foley. Foley. Yeah, absolutely. She did a great job, pulled in a strong board and was so patient with it under there. Hurst for three. It's all net. Gee, I thought that was just a little bit to the right. 
And as I was about to say it, it just hit, it almost didn't hit the net when it went through. It was that sweet a shot. Francis now for three. It's off the iron. That ah. one was. And Gahan worked hard and got the rebound. They're going hard off the glass. Duke for three. It does. Beatty who pulls in the rebound nicely. Just working well above her head. Hurst. Going to down the floor quickly to Abrams. Immediately released to Bishop. Bishop under the basket on the right-hand side. Got herself into position and converted. Bishop now has three points for the game. And it's uh, Bibby with nine points for the game who is leading. That's two threes and uh, a charity stripe bonus on a regular field goal. Marino now on the right side. Inside to Foley. Foley's watched by Abrams. Oh. And Abrams being called for the foul there. As um, well, it was an interesting one because uh, Foley just actually threw the ball as she felt the slap. Yeah, that's right. I think you know that's going to be a very. I mean, Kelly Abrams is a fantastic defensive player and has been, you know, a, a good defensive player in this league for many, many years. But Jess Foley is in terrific form at the moment, and it'll be interesting to see whether. I mean, Jess can mix it up. She can go into the paint. She can step out to the perimeter. So it's going to be a really tough matchup. I wouldn't be surprised to see Musselwhite come in at some point and really try and just take uh, um, Foley out of the game. Tolo's come into the game now for Beattie as uh, both shots made, so it's 15-6 here. Nine-point ball game at the AIS Arena. 5.43 left to go in the first term. Oh, Bishop fakes the three, drove in, then went outside to Abrams, and they've all got their three-point range. As <laughs> Abrams opens up her scoring now, 18 points to six. That's right, they're shooting the ball so well from the perimeter in Adelaide. 71% the Capitals are shooting, 75 from the perimeter. As Woosnam now, well, she's been talking it up all week on Facebook, Sam Woosnam, and uh, plenty of banter going on between herself and Tracy Beattie as she gets her first minutes in the game for Adelaide. The ball's over the baseline as uh, once again Adelaide had uh, given up on the offensive play, really. Yeah, and Vicky Volk's not happy about something. She's speaking to the referee, Peter Wright. And also Carl Heath from the security is uh, having a quick chat to the bench as well. Uh, from AIS. I tell you what, I don't want to go there, Michelle. <laughs> Inbound ball goes to Duke, back to Woosnam now, who's in the left corner. Woosnam goes into the paint, then gets the outboard pass to Foley. Double teamed was Foley. Woosnam, that meant she got a bit of a spot on the corner, but Tolo was quick to her. Woosnam shot though, couldn't fall. Bounce pass to Duke. She goes outside again to Woosnam. Woosnam knocked over by Bishop. And it's no call once again. Tapped away on the rebound. Caps in transition. Abrams pull up. Jump shot. Doesn't go. She throws the ball wildly in and Whiteline Fever's there to pick it up. I'll tell you what. Whiteline Fever's just a bit subdued at the moment. <laughs> that knock to the head. Oh, Marino's shot was short. The shovel. And this time Bishop absolutely creamed on the way down. She looked around and goes, oh, well, this time maybe it was called. Um, Ress, uh, one of the refs there, is that, no, that's not Damien. Travis Hanson. It's Travis having a chat with Vicky Volk about the uh, amount of rugby that's being played. White Line Fever sits down and manually heads out onto the court. And just in case you don't know who White Line Fever is, it's Rebecca Duke. Yep. And she, now you're the nicest girl you'll ever meet in your life, sitting on the bench. <laughs> Different person on the court. And Marino makes the first. 18 points to seven here at the arena. Crowd still rolling in. 
but uh, possibly a disappointing crowd for the uh, Capitals organisation at the moment, but hopefully we'll still have a few more. Plenty of events going on in the nation's capital over this Australia Day long weekend. Making both was Marino, now it's Hurst, just zigzagging on the floor. She kept the dribble for a long time, handoff eventually to Bishop on the left lane, and yeah, Bishop just banks it in. She worked with no room there either. That's right, and she just used her body really well, rolled off the D as we see Foley knock down a short-range jumper from the left-hand uh, baseline. And Hurst brings it back down the floor. What have you thought of the uh, tempo of the game as Pereira is into the game now? Tolo gets the ball on the left lane. Oh, double-teamed, triple-teamed, in fact. And Woosnam got the ball away to Foley. Foley gives it to Gahan on the right wing. Gahan almost lost the dribble then, Newley. Goes in the corner, but then comes out to Woosnam, who drives in, goes outside to Gahan for three, and that was a good shot. 20 points to 10 here as the timeout's being called by Coach Kraft, who is not looking as happy as she was when that previous timeout was called. Absolutely. I think Adelaide, the last time, a couple of times down the floor, have done a better job of getting good penetration and dish offence happening, and uh, they've started to make some from the perimeter, so they're certainly starting to get some indents into the lead here and I think Coach Graff will be very keen to talk about the defensive effort which was really solid at the start of the game and really you know when we saw um, Adelaide making a few uncharacteristic errors and you know their shots weren't dropping because they were under that little bit more pressure and I think that that's what's happened here is that the defensive pressure from Canberra has uh, eased off a little bit and it's just allowing Adelaide to get a little bit more of a, a rhythm and flow going in this game. Tracy Beattie already with four rebounds. Just looking at the stats, Cats were shooting 80% outside the arc. From the field in general, 64% and 67 in free throws, so that's two from three. Adelaide, four from 16 from the field, that's 25%, so they really need to up that percentage. One from five outside and four from four from the free throw line. As uh, That was an extended beeper there. <laughs> We see both teams returning to the floor. Abrams, Hurst, Tolo, Bishop and Pereira. Then it's uh, Marino, Foley, Woosnam, Gahan and Newley for Adelaide. The Caps have the ball. Abrams top of the arc. Handoff from Bishop. Goes left. Dump into Tolo in the paint. And that was a good move. And if the, uh, if the refs aren't going to count the three, she's going to have plenty of opportunities to do that throughout the game, Mariana Tolo. Newly fadeaway jump shot. Oh, that was very skillful. Yeah, look, and uh, that was just a case of Pereira getting beaten on a straight-up flash cut there. As the ball outside did left, it goes to Abrams. The pass for Tolo was a bit too hot on that left lane. The pass was meant for a player that was in the key, not on the lane, and it's got turned over. Woosner now goes left to right. Newly, newly inside to Marino. The shovel goes up there. And it makes the basket. 22-17 as Adelaide rallying back now here late in the first term. Two minutes and 40 seconds left to go in the game. In the quarter. Hurst goes right side to Abrams. Now into the corner. Pereira for three. She had no one on her. And that was the time she needed to set. Absolutely. And uh, I think that Adelaide really needs to do a better job of getting at the perimeter shooters against for Canberra. Foley gets the ball from Woosnam who drove all the way to the baseline then around the arc Newley goes into Gayon. Gayon gets the Bishop out the way gets a sliding across the floor in fact but the shot didn't go down and that meant Hurst and Tolo can work it at the other end Tolo banks it in oh, good oh Marino hits the deck there she slip over then 
Gaham will get the passer in the front court from Wisdom Foley. They're just not looking at all in any sort of rhythm, this Adelaide Lightning. They're having flashes though as the shovel goes up and banks it in that time from Angela Marino. Hurst down the floor, goes down the right wing, gives it to Abrams. Abrams, layup doesn't go, Tolo does the rebounding, fights back a hard one too. Hurst outside the arc, tries to get it back inside to Tolo and uh, me and Yuli gets the touch on it before it goes out over the baseline and White Line Fever comes in for Jess Foley as they, Adelaide go through their rotations. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Tolo is doing a pretty good job out there, but I think maybe Beattie really sort of dominated on the boards early in the game for Canberra, so they might be looking to perhaps get her in for a minute or so coming down the stretch. Yeah, well, Newley's been doing a good job. While Woosnam gets the inbound pass that was intended for Tolo, so Adelaide back in offence. Marino pushes it to Duke. Duke tries the three. No one inside again to do any sort of rebounding for Adelaide. 27-19 as Bishop carries it all the way. Oh, layup off the front of the wind. Tolo and Bishop. Eventually, Tolo comes up with a rebound, but it's White Line Fever who intercepts the pass to Abrams. 1-2. Marino takes an eternity, puts it over the ring, and eventually Duke just backs it out along the baseline, gives it to Woosnam for three. Bang! All net from Woosnam. And five points of difference with 45 seconds to go. Canberra will really want to come down and get a good play set out of this, make a score and go to the break. As Hurst for three off the back of the iron. Marino cleans up on the rebound and it's Woosnam in the front court. She fakes the three. Otolo was too far off her. Hit the back of the iron again. Newly taps it to Marino who controls it well. Gets around Pereira and then just tries to set up the play. 20 seconds left in the first term. There's a second difference on the shot clock. Duke now, right 45, goes to Gahan, top of the arc. Back to Marino. Marino will back herself here. She goes for three as Bishop knocks her down to the ground again. Now Pereira, four seconds left, puts it in front of Hurst. Hurst dumps up to Bishop and Bishop gets the basket on the quarter. Duke did everything she could to put uh, Hurst off and that in fact made a change from the layup to the push pass. That's right. Duke did a great job of working hard to really disrupt that, what was going to be an easy transition basket. Fortunately, Canberra were able to convert it in any case. So, you know, they'll be 29-22 at the quarter break. Foul counts relatively even. So Adelaide will be pleased with the way that they got themselves back into it because it was looking pretty ordinary at the start. But having said that, I think, um, you know, Canberra had the, the luxury, if you like, to call it that, to play their bench, a couple of bench players for some significant minutes in that quarter. So, uh, you know, I just think we're going to be in for a great great game here and uh, certainly glad to see Adelaide have improved as the quarter went on because it would have been quite disappointing if they hadn't played the way they did in the first couple of minutes of the entire, mm. entire quarter. And interesting to see a few of the older Caps getting back out here uh, today because uh, we saw... Uh, um, Lucille Hamilton slash Bailey and uh, also uh, Kelly Hannett here today as well just uh, coming in here at quarter time so good to see the uh, Caps getting the support from their alumni as it were That's right, Lucille's here with her little girl so uh, sort of floating around somewhere As Coach Grafwell, what is she saying to the Capitals right now when they, they were dominating so strongly at the beginning of the quarter and then uh, really 
uh, allowed Adelaide to get some tempo and to get some momentum back into it. That's right, and I think Graffy, I mean, the key for Canberra is really just to play solid defence and get possession. When they've got possession, you know, you know, whether it be off the glass or disrupting the offensive uh, offensive play, they get out and they push the ball and they they run transition basketball so very well that they've got, uh, you know, they get a lot of mileage out of that. And whether it's a case of they get, you know, the quick hit transition or the second or third phase of it, they still get opportunities out of it. So I think that's what Graffy will be talking to them about is the fact that they really need to ensure that they, uh, you know, come up with possession and uh, to take the opportunities as they come their way. Looking at the leading scorers on the board, it's Bibby with nine, seven for Bishop, then it's four for um, Tolo, three for Abrams, uh, also Hurst and uh, Pereira. Then it is um, six points for both Marino and Foley. As the inbound ball is stolen, Newley hits the floor once again and Bishop puts it in. And once again, another no call for some physical contact. I missed that. I was looking at the stat sheet when that all happened. But yeah. interestingly, Caleb Oh, Francis here we go. Foley's coming into the game for me and Newley. They're just going to give her a moment because they thought maybe she hit a head. She was lying on the uh, court for a moment. 31-22 as the Caps stole the inbound ball. That's the important thing here and got first use of it. Now it's Bowley inside. Oh, she went with the shovel that time. It didn't work and oh, Bowley not happy and uh, what a family the Bowleys have been for uh, uh, WNBL basketball. She's given away the foul. She uh, had a great gesture to the uh, to uh, Claire Stevenson then and Vicky Fawkes now being mourned by Claire at the same time. Yeah. Plenty happening in the opening seconds of the second term. That's right. And I'm just looking at the stats for Adelaide and Kayla Francis, no points, uh, two rebounds. Now that's not the output you expect from Francis. Off the floor for a long time too, I think you'll find right. as the camps continue on their merry way and Abrams now goes to five points for the game. Gahan for another three, rattles, it was inside the ring when it rattled out and Beatty got the rebound, gave it to Hurst Abrams, cross court pass to Bibby, fakes a three, goes to Hurst goes back to Bibby, oh she lost the dribble there as Woosnam reached in on her but Bishop was there to pick it up. Across court again, Hurst tried to get it to uh, Beatty but white line fever had her covered. In the corner, Gahan over the top to Juke. Juke, well, she got the shot up, but also got the bump and went sliding across the floor. Bettingham, is this basketball or rugby, Michelle? <laughs> this is a good physical game of women's basketball, Craig. It's, uh, look, I think that um, it is certainly physical, but the girls are just playing hard. I don't think there's anything malicious or, or dirty in it. It's just good physical basketball, and it's what you expect to see at this level when it's... Well, it would have been a top-of-the-table clash had they not lost on Friday night, but it's what you expect to see with two real uh, championship contenders. That's right. Duke makes both from the free throw line and the Caps with Hurst already in transition. Hurst started down the right wing, then went over to the left-hand side, to the left lane, they went to Beatty. Oh, Beatty, where's the pass to Bishop? And Bishop just drove immediately on Bowley and Bowley was called for not taking up position. So Bowley, just in the wars immediately coming on the floor as Gahan sits down and Foley comes back out. That's an interesting rotation. Gahan looks to be limping there. Mm. Muscle white. So the crash test dummy is out there. 
My two favourite players on yeah. the court at the same time. Here, the crash test dummy and uh, white line fever. Bishop uh, gets the hand off from uh, Bishop gets the hand off from Beebe. Took off on Bowley. Bowley's being called for a reaching foul there. They, look, what they're calling, they're calling very soft on the body check. So I think you know, whilst it's, they're going quite aggressive defensive, they might have to just modify slightly what they're doing if the referees are going to blow the game this way. Fish, Bibby, for a three. She got the inbound pass and is off to the races. 36-24. Woos them at the other end. I'll get to the folly. Uh, Moose fell off her that time and it was an opportunity for Foley to have a free shot but it doesn't go in and now it's the Caps in transition. Abrams for three. She threw that over her shoulder. <laughs> it was an interesting shot. She does her own rebounding, gets it back to Bibby. Bibby can't get it to drop either. And Bowley does the rebound and gives it to Wisdom, who gets it off to Marino. And Sanity comes back into the game. Bowley was thinking about an NBA three-pointer. Instead, gives it to Wisdom. She's still an option there, but it goes to Marino instead across on the 45 right side, oh, Marino. She went the NBA three show throw. Yep. And, uh, and Avery went the NBA pass. <laughs> well, no, that's a, that's definitely a Kristen Veal gridiron throw, <laughs> that, that one. That's true. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the throw was right where she intended it. Unfortunately, yep. the player was about four steps behind. <laughs> Even the uh, lightning steps of Jeff Bibby was not able to cover that ground in time. Adelaide have struggled to oh. get a good look at the basket the last couple of times down the floor, so they really need to ensure that they get a good look at it this time. It's across from Gay Hun, right side to Foley, and Foley taking off, got Moose off her guard, and Moose hits the floor. Foul's being called, and Marino wasn't in the act of shooting that time, so it will be a ball in from the side. Foul count for this quarter is... Uh, Four, four to th- uh, no, two to three. As oh, the layup from Gayan just didn't go in. There's been a call. What the? They've called a violation. So Betty came up with the rebound. rebound. Foley got a hand at it, which knocked it into the support, which is a oh, violation. Okay. So it's come off Foley. So that's why. It was a baseline ball yeah. for the Caps. As. Abrams zigzagging down around the arc. Almost didn't look ready for it in the corner there. She was actually cutting baseline as uh, Duke once again. Rebecca Duke reads the game so well. Now she is playing on. Okay, Tolo, Bishop, and Beatty. <laughs> That's right. Okay, she's a three-four. Well, she's really a two-three. <laughs> Playing 4-5. It's unbelievable, her work. Oh, oh Beatty, all by herself. Francis just didn't block the inbound They're ball at all. Call to travel on Beatty there, I believe. <laughs> well, Kayla Francis will be thanking her lucky stars there because <laughs> that was terrible uh, defensive work by Francis. On um, the pass that time, just too hot for her. She's out of sorts here, Kayla Francis. Just, uh, well, two players on six points for Adelaide. It's... Uh, Marino and Foley. Gayhan on five, Woosnam on three. Marino has three rebounds. That's an indication that your team's not travelling well. Well, uh, that's right. And, you know, I, I, again, I say, Kayla Francis has got to get into this game. She has got to start to um, be a, an offensive threat and uh, really oh. dominate in the paint. The uh, pass from Kelly Abrams went behind Tracy Beattie in front of Tolo and it just split them almost perfectly. If you were trying to, uh, if you were trying to draw a parallel intersection, 
That's the pass that uh, Kelly Bishop just, uh, Kelly Abrams just threw that time. Al Foley, good work, cutting hard at the basket, gets the layup to fall, and Tolo's been called for her first personal foul. That was good offensive execution from Adelaide. They just got straight into their play, run hard off of the screen action Foley did, and it just took you know Abrams out of the D. So you know poor communication probably from Canberra, but good offensive execution, which is what Adelaide need to do a whole lot more of. And certainly they. Uh, Although it's only ten points, Craig. I'm they're, they're not looking cohesive, though. No, they're not. So that's scary. If they start to get some rhythm and some cohesion going mm. on the floor, and you know, that's dangerous for Canberra. Yep, it is indeed. Foley gets the bonus, and it's nine points now. The game, 36 plays 27 as Abrams and Bibby goes back to Beatty. Beatty to Abrams on the left side now. Abrams over the top. Pereira hits the deck, and that's Kayla Francis. Her first personal foul as she's... Uh, being charged with pushing Pereira over. Yeah, just tried to push through that screen. Pereira had herself set and uh, Francis said, well, I'm not just going to let her get a layup. I'm going to push my way through this screen. As Bibi gets the inbound pass, goes to Pereira now. She's a long way from home. Goes right side to Abrams. Inside to Beatty, outside to Abrams. Nice inside-outside game going. Abrams cut across the charity stripe, then was able to give it to Bibi, who was all by herself at the top of the arc. Unfortunately, though, the three-point shot didn't drop, but it was tapped out by Adelaide. So Abrams will once again get to reset the offensive play. Inbound ball to Tolo. The Jackson play rejected by Duke. Tolo inside to Bishop though, and that's the problem when you've only got one defensive player on six footers, and she's five foot, what, uh, eight, eight or nine. nine yeah. um, she can't defend both of them. Pereira now called for putting a knee check on the back of Duke as their ball came into her. Bishop comes into the game. I'd say it'll be Tolo who comes out. No, it's uh, Bishop. Uh, sorry, it's Beatty. Bishop in for Beatty there. 38 place, 27, 5 minutes, 46 seconds left to go in the game. Francis now sets for three. Oh, that, was that short? Duke's going to get the re... Well, it's not a rebound if it was short. Francis, <laughs> low post left side, tries to go in and she trips over Bishop's feet. No malice in that one though because Bishop was falling to the ground and uh, Francis was taking off at the same time. But it is in the bonus. So it is uh, technically a foul and it's going to give Francis a chance to, to get some confidence back by uh, taking some charity. I think this will be a first score for the game. I think you're right um, because Kayla Francis, the number four, one foul, goosey. In yeah. fact, the light's not even up on the scoreboard. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, you know, and danger for Canberra here is the fact that they've just racked up their 15 foul and there's still 5.36 to go in the game. So if Adelaide is smart and can take advantage of that situation and score some points from the line in dead time, then it's an easy way to chip your way back into a game. Yep. Francis has just been called for a body check. <laughs> and I was just about to say, the good news for the Caps is they'll <laughs> soon have Adelaide in that That's fight. right. And, uh, well, Adelaide now uh, sitting there in exactly the same position, but Kayla Francis has got no points because she didn't convert any, and uh, she's now got two fouls against the name. Ooh, Tolo went way too hard on that. Bit of a frozen rope, that one. Mm. Second shot's on its way. Ooh, rattles in and out. Bishop pulls it in, goes outside to Pereira as she zigzags, goes left. Pereira. Well, almost isolated herself somewhat there. 
had to go to Abrams, top of the key. Bishop on the left elbow, outside to Abrams, Tolo. Abrams, 18-foot jump shot, just uh, was running out of ideas there. Marino now, oh, she Not had two to choose. Her. Yeah, oh, the three-point shot, though, didn't fall. And really, she had two to choose from. Marino has been called for a foul here as Pereira went at her. Marino was backing up, and she sort of just... Stuck her hands in the yeah. <laughs> And uh, Pereira tripped over her feet at the same time. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, so the clumsiness of Pereira actually has got her a foul. <laughs> That's right. Or yeah. has got her a trip to the free-throw line exactly five minutes to go in this quarter. Yeah, look, Marino did a great job, put her under a lot of pressure and had good position, but the second she stuck her hand in there, she was always going to be blown for that foul. Well, it wasn't so much that where the hand was going in, because... That was all right. It was just Pereira tripped over, and then it hit her. <laughs> as Pereira makes one from two, it's back out to a 10-point ball game here. 39-29, as Adelaide are oh, trying to push the ball down. One Life Fever tried to hit Garn with a ball that landed at her ankles, or on her ankles. It fell over the sideline, and the Caps will get it from the uh, backcourt. So... Bibby's taking a rest and Hurst has come back into the game. Yeah, short, sharp stint for Moose too, as she's trying to come back from injury. Uh, Bishop goes left side to Pereira, back to the right-hand side. It's with Abrams, who started it. She dribbles into the key. Uh, good work from Duke and Woosnam there, closing up any sort of gap for her to go to the basket. But what it did do, it opened up a lane for Tolo to drive there. And Abrams was good enough to get it to her. Abrams is having a really good game. She's showing her experience both at the defensive end of the floor, but offensively she's making some really good plays and opportunities for others. Francis now for three, top of the iron, oh, all net. And that <laughs> was that was a good step back from the uh, three-point arc. Well, that's right, and that's the danger with Kayla Francis. She can knock them down from the perimeter, but she can take the ball inside really tough as well. So that's good for her to get on the board, and maybe some good things will come now. Yeah, Kayla Francis now has five quick points. As a skyhook from Tolo, she's really starting to develop that inner game. She is, and I guess that's something you'd have to develop when you're going up against Tracy Beattie week in, week out at training. Yeah. Francis now has a handoff to... Uh, oh, who's that out there? I'm just uh, struggling to see. Um, uh, Francis, Marita Payne, is it? Uh, yes, that's right. It is Payne. And uh, Marita Payne got it back to Francis. Francis, charge on Tolo. And that's her third personal foul. And uh, three minutes, 45 seconds left in the second term. So we're approaching half time. Caps with the advantage, 43-32. Clearly Vicky Volk is not happy about the way this game is being blown, but I hate to say it, you know, you just got to keep coaching and uh, playing through it. You've got to adjust what you're doing because you ain't going to change what the referees blow. No. It's, uh, Bishop, oh, beautiful work in the paint. The outlet pass went to Bibby. Bibby just couldn't finish it off. Foley gets the ball down the floor. Foley just running oh. on the shield from... Uh, Tolo, who was backing up, she then dropped the ball onto the foot as she was going for the pass. Marino went back and chased it, went back to Foley. Foley put up the three-point shot from the right-hand side. It doesn't fall, and Hurst brings it back down the floor. Down the right wing, Beans pulls up on the right 45 at the arc. Gives it to Bibby. Bibby goes to Tolo. Tolo's getting double-teamed. Francis gets a hand in there, but Bishop does enough to keep control of it. Bishop now, from just outside the elbow, leaves the shot short. Pereira taps it to Hurst. Yeah, look, in Adelaide, you know, they really, you know, just too many offensive boards they're giving up and uh, just not playing out the game. Oh, tap. It was a volleyball just tap on to Bishop, who was in the paint there from Bibby. 
She couldn't get the uh, shot to drop, and eventually Foley is just going rugby-style the ball. Jump ball, and that should mean it's a Caps jump ball as the timeout has been called by Vicky Vaughan. That's right, and just looking at that last couple of play phases there, they just... Adelaide gave Canberra too many opportunities of possession there. You know, they got offensive rebounds, there were balls spilling loose and Canberra was coming up with them off of the feet and what have you. So they just have to um, you know, get after that loose ball and come up with possession. Quick looking at the stats here, you can see the field goal percentages are certainly quite a difference in there. Canberra is shooting 55, uh, 53 from the field compared to 29% from Adelaide. And from three-point land, it's 55% to 21%. Uh, rebounds, Canberra obviously aren't Rebounding Adelaide 24 to 15 at this stage, and just looking through the rest of that. Interestingly, Canberra have more turnovers, um, but you know it's their ability to um, convert uh, the opportunities that they do do get and dominating in the paint 22 to 12. I was sure that Kayla Francis missed the free throws, but it's You're certainly absolutely right. She did miss. Uh, she did miss one. I thought she did, but uh, it's showing on the scoreboard that Adelaide is shooting at 100%. So. Obvious. Nine of nine. And then that's interesting, you know, mm. they've gone to the line more often than Canberra have. Yep, they have indeed. So it goes to show that where they've been giving away their fouls, it's been in their offensive play sets and also uh, off the ball in sort of uh, um, charges and things like that. Mm. Right, as they come back out onto the floor, 2.36 left to go in this quarter and into half time, I should say, and I'm sure Vicky would have talked to him there about trying to get this down into a single digit lead before the half. Yes, and that's, that's the way to start. Foley gets the inbound pass and quickly banks it in. It's 43-24, uh, sorry, 43-34, Hurst with the ball on the left hand side. Oh, oh, gee, I thought, yes, there is still a lane there at the baseline. She uses it, then bounce pass across to Bibby. Bibby and Hurst back, one, two, three. Bibby gets an arm on the uh, gets a hand on the arm from uh, uh, Rebecca Duke, and uh, see Duke sitting on two personal fouls now. Oh, first one. Gee, I thought she gave away one in the first quarter. Oh no, no, that was right. She didn't give away a foul there. She stopped the place up. But uh, Duke just has that appreciation of making it hard for a shooter, and uh, that time blatant foul, but. Go to the line, shoot some from the line. Don't That's give right. her the Don't give her the layup. Yeah. Don't give her the layup. Well, I don't know if the layup's any easier than the free throws in itself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking in my own basketball. <laughs> yeah, but what you do, if you foul someone hard as they're trying to make a layup, they're thinking about that next time they go into the bucket, you know. So you really need to uh, foul them hard enough so that they are thinking about you next time and so that they don't finish off the shot as well. <laughs> Wurstham left the ball behind just as she got to the half then as... Uh, Bibby makes both, 45, 34, Woosnam for three, oh, just off the iron. And it was just, it was short, but it was looking the right trajectory for a while there. Hurst gives it to Bibby on the right side, goes to Bishop and around the arc, eventually on the left 45, it is Hurst getting it back. On the left low post, it's Bishop, goes to Abrams, who just can't get the layup to drop, and white line fever and Woos gets it back for Adelaide. Marino now tries to wrong foot Hurst as she drives left lane. Bishop was there to go over the top, but the pass went over and Payne was there for the putback. Hurst now on the right wing. 45 plays, 36. 1 minute and 12 seconds. Bishop, oh. Duke just putting her hands in again. Well, that was interesting because I would have thought that she would have had an all-ball slap there. That's only a second foul, so not a problem. 
for Rebecca Duke, who does sit down as me and Yuli comes into the game, but it is um, yeah, Duke and Vicky Falk just having a, a quiet chat there as she goes to sit down. Bishop makes the first. She's shooting better from the foul line this season, Abby Bishop. Yes, so she is indeed. In the last season, one of your tactics may have been to put her on the line. Well, the second one was well short and uh, Payne <laughs> comes with the uh, rebound quite easily. Gives it to Foley. Foley has it pickpocketed by um, <laughs> Abram. And uh, Bettingham, Abram's put it to the ground at the end of it. Uh, oh, and Mia Newley uh, passed the ball to Abrams and she was just off balance. She was so surprised she was off balance and fell out of court as she couldn't get a pass in. They quickly pass the ball into the front court now, Newley with it, gives it back to Woos and they had to get it out of the backcourt too because they only had about two seconds left before a backcourt violation. Newley now goes to Payne as top of the arc, goes back to Newley, tries to drive around the arc, turns, oh, nice turn on the baseline and uh, eventually she couldn't get the layup in. Bishop and Hurst work it out. Abrams, bounce pass, oh, Bishop and Woosnam and Woosnam on the reach-in foul. And Dee just gives uh, her a tap on the backside. Bad luck, sister. Bad luck, bad luck. Yeah, that's right. I'll step up to the foul line now and take these two. Because those two, those two girls, teammates for so long, Very they've long got time. such a, uh, a great rapport. As I said, they were they were talking to each other uh, trash all week on Facebook. <laughs> So perhaps at the AIS would have had a crossover year at the AIS, I think, probably. Oh, okay. I, as you know, I don't come prepared. <laughs> and, uh, the homework. <laughs> I, I, I know what I've seen, and that was well before my time of calling WMEL. <laughs> <laughs> as Foley zigzags into the paint, tries to take on Beatty. It doesn't go. It just didn't work. Beatty's laughing as she picks herself up. Abrams has the ball in her hand, gives it off to Bishop. As nine seconds left in the half, Hurst goes right side, gets a screen from Bishop, back forward, bounce pass inside, Bishop, Beatty throws it up in the air and on the buzzer it uh, falls into the hands of the uh, Abbey Bishop. No score results and it's a 12 point lead at the long break, Michelle. 48 plays, 36. Scorers before we go to some of the other stats. 14 points for Jess Bibby, 10 points for Bishop, 8 points for um, eight points for Tolo, then it's 7 points for Abrams, 4 points for Pereira, 3 points for Hurst, and 2 points for Beatty. For Adelaide, it's Foley with 11, 6 for Marino, 5 for Francis, who's the third top, equal third top scorer, but is certainly not in any sort of uh, um, form. Five points also for Gay Hahn, then twos for White Line Fever, also for Newley, Payne, and also for uh, Woosnam. So at halftime, those stats... 48 to 36. Shooting percentages, Michelle? Shooting percentages. Uh, Canberra absolutely killing them. There's 51% from the field for Canberra. There's 29%. So Adelaide haven't managed to um, increase their shooting percentage from three-point land. Although they've sw- slowed down quite a bit, Canberra there. They're still shooting at 55%. And uh, from the line, that's where the only real advantage is. In the, according to the stats, they're 9 from 9, Adelaide, whereas Canberra is 6 from 13. So I think the real key here is you look at the rebounding count, 27 to 19. So Canberra... 
it's about that possession that you can see. The team fouls, if you look at the team, team fouls. fouls in that quarter. But the difference is probably, uh, you know, over the game, 12 to 8, and Adelaide fouls on a few more occasions. And But points in the paint again, 24 to 16. And I guess that reflects some of the fact that... Um, uh, Kayla Francis isn't really becoming a real presence inside unless she's got a few scores of some of them being from the perimeter but she needs to become a threat inside the paint for Adelaide. As we take a break here on Sport Radio's coverage of this big double header although it's a double header with a difference because it's not at the same site. <laughs> yes, we'll be back with all the second half action on Sport Radio WNBL. Canberra Capitals Radio Network coverage of Adelaide. Welcome back to the AIS Arena as we get set for the third quarter. It's Abrams, Hurst, Beattie, Bishop and Bibby to start off for the Caps. They will have the ball. Marino, Foley, Gahan, Duke and Francis for the Lightning. As Abrams inbounds it, gets it straight back, works around uh, in the centre of the court, then hands off to Bibby. Right side, left, sorry, on the left side. Right side is Hurst. Hurst has the uh, pass blocked. It spills around and eventually Foley gets the long basket down to Francis for three and that's exactly the start that Adelaide wanted. Absolutely the start that Adelaide wanted and particularly just Francis to get into the game so early. That's a, that's a good start. Hurst doesn't look as comfortable out on the floor as she has in, cu- in the last couple of weeks. She just seems to be like not taking her natural shot when it's coming her way. She's overthinking things a bit out there, I think. As the uh, Caps, 48, lead the Adelaide Lightning, 39. Ball out over the baseline for the Caps on their return down the floor. It's Bishop, uh, Beatty gets the inbound ball, gives it to Bibby, and now she goes out to Hurst, who works around the arc to the left. Abrams, back to Hurst, back to Abrams. Oh, Bishop gets herself into position in the paint, and, uh, well, just great positioning there, got Francis all out of sorts. That's right, just, you know, used her body well and was patient there and uh, finished the shot off well. As they bring it down the floor, Gahan tries to bounce pass it over to Francis Bishop again. She loves using the feet. <laughs> As uh, Duke over the top goes to Francis. Francis oh, tries to bank it in with a sky hook, doesn't work. And uh, well, it will be Capitals. Oh, Marino intercepts the pass. And Marino bounce pass off. Oh. Intercepted by Bishop. As Bishop pulls up at the free throw line. That just goes to show she's getting confident from the free throw line. That's She'll right. take a field shot from there. <laughs> exactly. Right, and Capitals uh, extended their lead just a little in this couple of uh, minutes early times in the quarter though. As Gahan tries to take it to the basket and Beatty just steps into her and it will be the... Uh, Second personal foul for Tracy Beatty. So Gahan going to the line. As she makes the first. So it's 52 plays, 40 now. 8 minutes and 32 seconds left to go on the third term. And both by Gahan, 11 point lead. The Capitals enjoy at the moment as they bring the ball down the right wing to Abrams. Over the top, right lane. It's Speedy. She tries. Oh, turns left, right, and gets around Francis and uh, makes the shot. 54, plays 41. Beatty goes to four points for the game. Oh, Hurst steals the ball from Marino. Yeah, off to the races. Hurst 
Pull-up jump shot is good. Right in the centre of the paint too. She was about oh, three-quarters of the way to the cherry stripe, just on the left-hand side, and bang. Duke now goes to Gayhan. Gayhan's pass over the top, straight into the hands of Abrams as uh, Foley had tried to roll off to the corner. Hurst now for three off the iron. Hurst oh, rebound. She goes inside, finds Bishop in the paint all by herself. She's got to make some changes yep. here because, you know, that last couple of plays there, just, you know, unforced errors, turnovers, giving up the boards, uh, you know, just making it too easy for Canberra. Adelaide looks all out of sorts as but, they've extended their lead to 17 points. And you would have thought that... Um, you would have thought that it was going to be a, uh, a much closer start when you had them crawling their way and clawing their way back into the game at the end of that second term. Well, that's right. They were. They were starting to dip away and they were starting to just get the momentum swinging their way a little bit more. But I guess, you know, maybe the half-time break came at the right time for Canberra. I think the other thing, too, was Canberra played their bench quite a bit in that uh, second quarter as well. So, But having said that, you know, Vicky Volk's been forced to play her bench a bit, too, because uh, she hasn't been getting the production necessarily that she would have liked out of, for example, Francis. And, uh, and even um, Tracy Gahan's played a lot of minutes, but she's... She's always the quiet achiever, you know. She's probably got, you know, five. She's got five points and a few boards there, but probably not having the usual impact you expect her to have on a game. Well, it's Bishop, Hurst, Bibby, Tolo, and Abrams who come back out for uh, the Capitals. It's Duke, Gahan, Marino, Foley, and um, also Francis. Marino tries to drive in, goes to Duke, top of the arc. Duke goes to Gahan outside for Francis for three. Francis leaves it short. Duke does the rebounding and draws out the foul. Very uh, lazy sort of foul from Jess Bibby that time. Well, that's right. She just clearly missed the box out then on Duke and was forced into a position where she just had to foul it and stop her making the layout. Yeah. First personal foul for uh, Jess Bibby, so not a big problem for the Caps. Uh, only two players with two fouls on them. That's both their talls in Bishop and Beattie. The rest, well, not even all the rest with singles yet. Duke makes the first. And, uh, well, the second one, well, didn't fall. Caps down at the other end. Just leave it on the ring so Adelaide get a chance to try and Shorten as Duke for three bounces on the back of the iron and Bishop cleans it up. As they work their way, Tolo in the front court draws out the foul from Foley. Foley's second personal as Woosnam looks to come back into the game for Rebecca Duke. And again, Cambridge is pushing the ball down hard. You know, first phase of transition wasn't there, but they're getting their second phase with Tolo busting hard down the floor and, uh, you know, getting the opportunity to go to the line now to convert another two. Well, it will be Tolo making the first. Second on its way now. Oh, left it, no, left it short. I thought there was... I'm sure if it was Bishop that full started, it was Gahan that full started, so they'll give Tolo a, another chance. As uh, Vicky Vork. Vork 
is uh, just upset uh, Travis once again. And he actually followed her to the edge of the court. They both walked straight away as soon as she said it. And, uh, well, the shot didn't fall. The foul is being called on uh, Marino. So that's her second personal foul. I'm just not sure what that foul was actually on. Inbound pass now going from Hurst to Musselwhite who's just come into the game. Francis taps the Musselwhite pass away from Polo. But, oh, Foley just dribbled the ball straight to Musselwhite there. Bibby sets for three. She had all day, but it was off to the front of the iron. Oh. Musselwhite's in the paint, and as Hurst is going for it, Musselwhite picked the pocket <laughs> and put it in. 61 to 42, yeah. and this is getting ugly. It is, it is indeed, and certainly, I guess... Oh, Gahan, put up an air ball. You don't see that in this level of basketball by a quality player like Gahan too often. Absolutely, but just, you know, what's concerning particularly is that... Bishop in the paint, just double teamed by Gahan and Foley. She bounce passes it out to Musselwhite. Musselwhite cut baseline, gives it inbound to Tolo, who tried to uh, put it in, and a foul has been called on Sam Woosnam, second personal for Woosnam there, who was just trying to muscle up on Beatty that time, uh, sorry, on Musselwhite that time as she was driving hard on the baseline. Inbound ball, Beatty goes to Hurst, right 45. Around it goes to Bibby from the elbow. That was the right-hand elbow, not her preferred side. Bishop comes in, throws it in, gives it to Bibby. Bibby, she hits the ground, and Bowley now, her head dips as she's been called for her, what is that, fourth personal foul. That's right. I'm just, it's interesting watching, you know, as the lead continues to blow out, the body language of Adelaide there, they just, to me, don't look like they're a happy group. Um, you know, certainly it's, you know... You know, they're not playing well and the score's starting to blow out. But they really, as a group, need to get together, get a little bit of, uh, you know, cohesion and start talking to each other. There's no talk. People sitting on the bench are just sort of slumped there. There's no real support coming from the bench. So it's uh, not looking good for Adelaide at the moment. As it travels down the other end, Caps managed to put it out over the baseline. And uh, it will be Adelaide ball, Woosnam looking to inbound it. Foley trying to cut one way. Marino goes for the Jackson play and makes it work. <laughs> That's right. That was just poor defensive communication there from Canberra. Yes, inside Moose tries to put up the shot in the paint. It doesn't fall. Woosnam comes down with the rebound eventually. Pushes it forward to Gahan. Gahan goes back to Woosnam. Woosnam. Oh, great work from Tolo from behind. Bowley got held onto as she was chasing after the ball that time. No call. And, uh, well, Bowley and, uh, uh, Bally and Damien just having a bit of a laugh there as well, isn't it? Um, certainly plenty of feeling in this game too this afternoon. Moose and Bishop. Bishop faked the pass to Moose. Oh, good work by Bowley that time who gets it into the hands of Marino. Marino puts the shoulder into Hurst. The layup didn't drop, but Gahan gets it back. Gives it to Marino. Marino took on Bishop and uh, I'm not sure, but Bishop has been called for her third personal. Sorry, I'll get us off uh, concerts and back onto the live stats here. In the Defence Force, WNBL, 63 plays 44 and the Caps outscoring Adelaide 15 to 8. 
as we approach the halfway point of the third term. Oh, Muscot's hands on the pass again from Wisdom to Gahan. Gahan dribbles into the paint, then has to go outside to Wisdom. Wisdom into the corner. Gahan doesn't want to take the shot from there. Takes on Tolo. Oh. Tolo gets a hand on the pass as she hits the ground, but the shot eventually goes in in the end. Tolo looks like she might he have been there. Oh, I thought she might have hit a scone, but she's taking a moment to get up off the floor. As... Uh, I think she copped one under the ribs there, just under the rib okay. cage, which is always a little... Gahan gets only her seventh point for the match with that score too. As Hurst brings it back down the floor. Hurst to the right wing. Cross to Morse inside to Beatty. Beatty, easy as you like under the basket. So, capital 65 out. Ahead of uh, 46, Adelaide Lightning. Gahan for three. Oh. Rattles off the iron. Bowley tries to get a tap on it. Goes back in the path of Gahan. Bowley got a hand on it where it went through there to um, Marino. Marino out left to Bowley. Bowley for three. And that will give them some heart. Yeah. 65-49. And, and uh, Hannah, sorry, Hannah Monique, Bowley <laughs> has come in and she's working hard out there. She's really putting the effort in and, and rewarded on that occasion, knocking down the three. Over the top goes to Beattie. The handoff is back to Moose. Great pass. Uh, bounce pass over to Tolo. And that's the problem. They just can't guard the two talls. Woosnam and Duke, well, Duke not on the floor just at a minute, but Woosnam and Duke are having to do a lot of heavy lifting here. As Bowley bounce pass inside, gives it to Gahan. Gahan outside to Marino. Marino had Woosnam open. She didn't go to her. She pushed it on to the right lane. Yeah, Woosnam was set for a three. No one out at her. Muscle White kicks it long to Tolo. And Tolo steps back in. Her first lap, she had about three different looks at that basket and eventually took the uh, reverse layup. Absolutely. Uh, Bowley fakes to the pass left, goes right to Gahan. Gahan in the paint, bounce back out to Bowley. Bowley goes for three again. All net and a foul by Beatty. So that will let her shoot the bonus. So, third true personal foul on Tracy Beatty. Francis comes in for Gahan. And, uh, well, Bally has had a big run here, hasn't she? She's up to eight points for the game. And those last two threes, as Tolo sits down and... Uh, no, Beatty sits down. Tolo and Bishop rotate. So that means Francis goes to Bishop. And Woosden now has to uh, defend. Now, hold on. That must have been a foul after shooting. Yeah, that's yep, a foul was after, so it is Bowley to inbound the ball. Woosnam, bounce pass to Bowley. Bowley thought about another three. Bounce pass to Marino, who's on the lane. She throws up the shovel shot, doesn't land. She chases down her own rebound. Oh, gets it to Bowley. Woosnam, Woosnam now takes... Oh, thought about taking on Beatty. But a bounce pass going out to Marino, intercepted by Moose, and Moose knows how to finish. As Tolo tries to intercept the inbound pass to Marino, it's out over the baseline again. Muscle White calling her own foul, her own here. I'm not sure Pereira comes back out into the game as. Um, Got 
experience. Kelly Abrams right. is coming back onto the floor shortly. Marino now and Hurst. Marino down the right lane. Bishop with the reach in. Couldn't knock the ball free. Marino goes back out on the right-hand wing. Goes to Bowley now. Bowley bounce pass inside to Newley. Newley with one second left on the shot clock. Got it in the air. Hit the ring, but Bishop pulls down the rebound. Hurst pushing it now forward to Bibby. Bibby drives on the baseline. Reverse layup. Doesn't fall. Toll low. Comes up with it. Gives the handoff to Pereira. But Pereira would have travelled if uh, that play was left to run. But the foul... Was called on Tolo, a chopping foul. Bowley's going to sit out the rest of the game. That is Bowley out of the game. Yeah, that's unfortunate for Monique Bowley. She, she was an offensive weapon. She was. She's been, and not just like the work rate, you know. She's, everything might not be happening for her the way she would like, but she's working hard out there and she's trying to get other people, you know, into the game and inject something into it, but um, not to much avail, I'm afraid. Bishop and also, uh, sorry... Yeah, Bishop and Bibby, both on 16 points. So this breaks the tie as uh, Bibby goes to 17 for the game. And uh, two players for the Caps are on eight rebounds apiece. I'll get the box score in a moment as Bibby makes both. Full court pressure by the Capitals. Pereira watching uh, Marino as that change has been made. And Abrams has gone to Foley. So they're working around now. It's Bishop on Foley. Oh, Foley hits the deck. Uh, Bishop hits the deck. And uh, 24 has been called for the foul. Um, Foley is chasing after Claire Stevens to really get a clarification on that call. Um, uh, Abby Bishop, who is very adept with her... <laughs> Abby Bishop, who is very adept with her feet... Um, was able to bring Foley down as well, so it just yeah. made matters look worse. Yeah, it was probably uh, that one there. I thought was a little unlucky for Foley, quite honestly. But um, you know, by the way, that was right on way. quarter time. So we are in the quarter time break. Seventy-three plays, fifty-two, and it is well, it is such an interesting position this game is in now, Michelle. It's yeah. the Caps, 25 points to 16 in that quarter. To give you an idea, oh, that was their most dominant quarter so far. Their quarter breaks have been 29 to 22, 19 to 14, and now 25 to 16. Yeah. So as uh, we have seen, just a, a, a really, really failing Adelaide side. They failed in Bendigo, and it's, it's continued on into the, tonight. It has, and look, you know, Adelaide do not, I mean, you know, they're 20, what are they, 21 points down now, so they really want to come out for this last quarter and dig away and get, get themselves a bit more respect on the scoreboard. Um, Canberra's a tough team to come back from this sort of deficit against, but for Adelaide, you know, they're going down to the finals here. If they're going to continue to play this way, I can't see them making it through to the grand final. They really need to pull their fingers out, start to work as a group, get some cohesion, and, uh, you know, make make some good basketball which they really haven't played today. Oh Bishop a nice move doesn't get rewarded Francis pulled the ball out of Tolo's hands and it's Adelaide back up into the front court now sorry the timeout was a minute and 30 seconds before three quarter time so it is Bishop slapping the ball away from Payne over the baseline I'm sorry when I saw 1 minute 58 I was going oh that's quarter time break (laughs) but no it's just ahead of three quarter time 
So inbound pass goes to Francis. Francis across the ring. Abrams bounced past. It was a lackadaisical bounce pass that Pereira was able to get to and then puts it into the hands of Jess Bibby, who's now got 20 points for the game as she finishes off with a nice layup. Francis Marino in the front court. Francis gives it back to Marino. Oh, Marino, that was the shortest of uh, shots we've seen Angela Marino put up for a long time. Look, you know, when you've got a group where you've got a Francis and a Foley and a Gayhart and Marita Payne on the floor, you've got to get the ball through some hands and uh, it's not, not happening at the moment. Sinclair to come into the game and that means you want to defensively shut down your opposition here. Colo banks it in off the glass and gets the foul off Payne who just reached in at an inopportune time. Well, Wildline Fever and Peter Sinclair both coming in. Bishop sits down. First foul for Makita Payne as Marino now sits down. Duke coming in for Marino, so they're going for some height here. And Tolo makes the bonus. This will leave uh, Foley carrying the ball in the backcourt and playing the point guard role, I'd imagine. Cause well, Newley can do it. Newley can do it, that's right. And, of course, uh, AIS Duke spent a year carrying the ball one <laughs> year when right. they lost all their guards. So. Injuries. <laughs> yes. Newley now puts up a long-range bomb. Duke taps it away, gets it to Francis. They've got another 24-second clock. Over the top, Foley rejected oh. by Tolo. Gee, she's reading the game well tonight. She's having an on-night tonight as Peter Sinclair just... The pass was just a bit too soft for Sinclair and Francis was able to get in there and get it. Good work by Francis to position herself there. Long bomb inside to Payne. Payne skyhook short. Pereira comes up with it. She takes off straight down. Now Tolo wants to be quick here. She needs to get some position. No, Pereira puts up the shot herself. Foley rebounds it as the long pass goes to Newley and it's now quarter time here. The Caps were the team. They're able to extend on that on that, after that time, two minutes, yeah, yeah, and two minutes they've extended by another six points. Five points. Five points. So, yeah. and uh, and that was a five-point run from the timeout too, because Adelaide did not score. It's uh, well, definitely a disappointing uh, moment, and you can see the the face of Vicky Vaughan. She just looks like she doesn't have any options to. Uh, and look to at try. the faces of the girls too. You can just see that they're you know unhappy out there, and then whatever. But uh, you know, thinking about what's happening here with Adelaide and hopefully it's just a bit of a hiccup in the road and you know they'll come out next week and, and play much better I just I think that um, you know with all due respect to Marino she's not a very strong leader and when you've got a group that's falling apart on the floor you need a point guard who can really put some uh, discipline and execution into what the group's doing provide some mo- um, motivation and, and control of the group and I just don't think she's that type of player she doesn't read the game well enough to be able to provide that kind of leadership that you're looking for out of a point guard when a group is clearly falling apart, when things start to go you know, go downhill for you. you well, know. look, this is the sign of it at the moment. Gayhan not going back out, Marino not going back out. So there's two starters that aren't going back out. But even on the break, they couldn't be bothered all to get their hands in. That's right. On the, so that's just your, your mental game is absolutely shot yep. to pieces. And, uh, you know, I said you don't want to be starstruck out on this AIS arena and, uh, well, I don't know if you call it starstruck or not, but there's certainly 
Uh, there's a bit of wanderlust out there. There certainly is. And, you know, Adelaide have the talent, you know, 26 points. They certainly have the talent to be able to, you know, I don't know, 26 points back um, against the Capitals is probably a bit of a task. But to at least get some respect. And even if there's no difference in the score, you know, get out there and put some effort in and give us a little bit of what Monique Foley was doing, you know. She was at least given 150% effort. As we get set for the start of the final quarter here at the AS Arena, 78-52, the Caps lead at the moment as it is Newley, Payne, Foley, Francis and Duke to start it off for Adelaide. They have possession. Duke now on the left 45. It's Bibby harassing her. Payne back to Duke. Oh, well, Bibby just, yeah, (laughs) body checking there on Duke. So it's Bibby Bishop, no, Bibby Beatty, Abrams, Hurst, almost stole it off Foley on that inbound pass. Goes back for Newley, she can shoot a three, leaves that a little bit short, numbers were all capitals in and around the basket, Hurst brings it back down. It's uh, Bibby now, Sinclair still out there for the capitals. As... Well, it's the third personal now for Rebecca Duke. So, Bibby to inbound the ball. Foley sitting down here. This is an interesting one. They're going to do some work on her. As the inbound ball goes to Abrams and she makes the shot from the right-hand side, about 18 feet. Sorry, about 12-foot jump shot, actually. As... Duke brings it down, Marino goes back to Newley Newley then gives it to Payne right 45, Payne goes back to Duke, inside to Francis who got rid of Sinclair but then lost control of the ball over the baseline and it is Sinclair to restart (laughs) she went to pass it and uh, Nat was looking the wrong way as Nat brings it into the front court down that right wing Newley Looks to try and knock it away from her, but instead Hurst puts it into the right corner and if Duke was supposed to be watching her, she was two steps too far back. Newly now wrestling with uh, Hurst on the half court. Duke over the top to Payne on the left lane. Oh, great move by Newly. Payne was backing in, taking Bishop on her and then Newly cut straight at the basket, got the bounce pass back and Newly finished it off nicely. Yeah, nice read from uh, me and Newly there. 82 plays 54, it's a shellacking here at the arena. 8 minutes and 23 seconds to go. Bibby for 3, net! 85 plays 54. You just cannot give just Bibby that much space. She will continue to shoot the ball regardless of whether she's on fire or not. And you give her that much space, she's just going to get her eye back in, you know. Duke oh, got the pass, it went around the back of Abrams. Newly now trying to work baseline, but the whistle has been called and I think that's going to be... Uh, Beatty, no, it's Bibby's a third personal foul. Abram sits down and Musselwhite comes back out. Now, Musselwhite, that injury that was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just sit her out again, has now gone through Christmas and into the New Year. That's right. And I guess, uh, you know, in some ways, Brass had the luxury of, in this game of not having to play her as many minutes mm. as she might have thought necessary. So, um, yeah, it's given extra bit of time to heal. Sinclair tried to cut down the centre. There was a bit too much traffic there. She gets the ball from Musselwhite that time. It came off Francis and it will be a Caps ball. 
So Moose now to inbound the ball once again. Over the top. Oh, Beatty, she put it a long way up in the air. And Marino has just pulled Beatty down. And uh, Marino's got a third personal foul. As she, I was just uh, distracted there by a, a conversation Vicky Volk and Marino were having. And uh, I didn't quite understand the gist of it. An inbound pass from Bibby is tapped away by me and Yuli. It's out over the side. And this game is petering out. And is. we're going to have seven minutes 40 at junk time here, <laughs> Michelle. I hope not. <laughs> and here I was asking uh, uh, Michelle Menso down at the AIS if they were going to delay the start in case this was a draw and we had to go to overtime of the AIS game so we could get down and call that one a little bit later on this afternoon. As you heard at the top of the show, Simon Peters. And, uh, well, we'll eventually get you down there after you do your post-game interviews. That's to right. uh, uh, help us out with that AIS Logan game. As the foul has been called on Michelle Musselwhite, her second personal. Pereira comes in now for Jess Bibby. 85 plays, 56 here. As Francis tries to go to the basket, Beatty stops the rebounding of Payne and Musselwhite comes up with the ball, brings it into front court. On the left 45, goes to Beattie. Left baseline was Sinclair outside to Muscle White. Then it's through hands first. Pereira goes oh. into the paint. Sinclair, oh, couldn't wrestle Payne away from it. Newley has got the pass and Muscle White charged into her. So that will be a foul on Muscle White. Seven minutes and six seconds left. Just to let you know, next round, it's going to be an interesting one. AAS play Logan on Friday Again. night. <laughs> we'll see that game and we'll have that game for you on Sport Radio. Then it's Bendigo, Sydney in Bendigo. Adelaide play Dandenong. Well, if they don't get a win over this lacklustre Dandenong, Adelaide, you can kiss their well, finals goodbye. And Dandenong have beaten Adelaide already this season, yeah. so, you know, they match up really well. Max Payne has come... No, not Max Marita, Marita Payne. Payne. Oh, is in pain. She's injured her wrist. She fell on her wrist. I think she's broken her wrist. She, she has well broken her wrist there. They're calling for the doctor. They're calling for the doctor. She fell and uh, just put her hand out to stop herself um, and it looks like she may well have... Um... Oh, uh, she's not looking well no, there. I'm not feeling well after I've seen it. So no, no, six minutes and 39 seconds in to, uh, left in this game and Marika Payne has hurt herself quite badly there. Falling backwards on the floor. Uh, they're going to take the ice, but... Um, she's not looking good there. She's looking like she may well no. pass out. So uh, she's in quite a bit of pain there. Uh, Bishop is going to sub in. Marika Payne. And, uh, yeah, plenty of pain there. And Marika has had a very good season so far. She hasn't, hasn't been a presence in this game. That's certainly true, but... Um, you know, she's having a very good season. It'd be unfortunate for Adelaide to, provided they can keep themselves in the finals contest. Well, um, I think they're in. I think they're in the finals. They, with Twelve they wins are. already. It's whether ben, it'll be Bendigo and Sydney that fight it out for the um, fifth yep. spot. I think it's it's how the league, how the five shapes. I think going into their last couple of rounds. And at the moment, Bendigo and Sydney play next Friday That's night. Right. I, I'm almost certain I'll make that the TV game if they have it. Oh, jeez, they're showing Adelaide and Dandenong. Already locked in, already locked in. Well, jeez, you'd almost <laughs> want to be changing it. It's like Friday night. Yes, you've got to show Perth, but um, gee whiz, when you have an upset like Bendigo and Adelaide had, that was the game you wanted to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, now, just before we go back to game time here, because we have had a, uh, a referee or a technical timeout, if you like, 
Um, I don't think they would have credited that ad against uh, Adelaide. No, no. no. That was um, time out. So Adelaide and Dandenong is the Friday night game. Then it's Canberra Logan on Saturday night here at the arena. You can join us on Sport Radio for that one. We've got a busy week next week. We Michelle, because Perth versus Dandenong over at Perry Lakes. Then it's Sydney versus Bulleen. That game on Sport Radio along with... Canberra versus AIS next Sunday at Tuggeranong. That's right, and Canberra have got Logan and AIS backing up against each other, so that's actually a tough weekend for them, mm. just the fact that they have to back up. They may be the last two teams in the league, but it's just the backing up that becomes difficult. Yep, as uh, the game has restarted, they've got it into the front court, and Marino's going to go to the line as Natalie Hurst has her second personal foul. It was a, a pretty soft one, but they uh, still are going to call them all to the end. Now I'm looking at the clock. I've got a half an hour to get down to the uh, to the other game, and we've got six minutes of game time left. I think I should be able to do it. <laughs> you should make it. Marino makes the shot. I hope uh, Marita Payne. Well, I hope she likes uh, Australia Day in Canberra because I think they uh, will have to. Uh, if they're resetting a break, she won't be able to fly, will she? I'd be surprised. Yeah, Bishop now bounce past the Pereira. Bishop in the corner. She had. Uh, she was about to step inside the three-point arc. Pereira tapped the rebound over the baseline, and it will be Adelaide now who uh, who bring the ball back. Now Gahan and Volker are having a discussion on the uh, sideline there, and I don't think Gahan wants to go back out there with six minutes left. It appears that she doesn't want to. There was some shaking of the head. She was. Francis, turn around, jump shot in the paint. She gets the score. 85 to 60. Well, Gahan, we noticed earlier in the game, was actually limping. So whether, in fact, they've decided that I'm just going to sit this one here, get some treatment, whatever it is that was creating that problem for her, and uh, worry about it next week. Muscle White down the left lane, gives it off to Bishop. Bishop backing into White Line Fever, then tried to skyhook Pereira, got the ball and mugged at the same time. You could raffle it between Newley and Duke, but I think they'll give it to Newley. Yep, Maya Newley gets her first personal foul of the game. It is the fourth team foul. The Caps just quietly already five team fouls here with five and a half yeah, minutes left. That's right. 25 points the difference. Ooh, Pereira hard off the back. Caps not been great with their free throws all year. No, they haven't. They haven't shot the ball well from the line. Um, and, you know, in games like this, it's probably doesn't matter much. Oh, Francis, she was going after the rebound on the second free throw. She did a good job to tap the ball in. She went a second tap and she was already standing out of court. Mm. So that will be a Caps ball. Sinclair sits down and... Tolo. Uh, Tolo comes back out. Oh, Musselwhite kicks into the paint, then outlet pass to Tolo, who knocks down a good 12-foot jump shot. So Canberra are doing a good job of finding the open player off penetration. As uh, Francis, driving baseline, gets the ball into um, Michelle Musselwhite, and it will be 15 seconds left on the shot clock for Adelaide as white line fever. Inbounds the ball over the top. Oh. Francis on the Jackson play. Makes the shot and Pereira is going to get her second personal foul for knocking it to the ground. That was just terrible defence from Canberra then. Just a complete lack of communication. Total mix-up which left Francis open under the basket. Woosnam come. Uh, sorry, no. It's uh, Newley checks out. And I would have thought in an opportunity like this you'd give someone like uh, me and Newley who needs some time out there some more minutes. <laughs> Michelle, what's your call, coach? Well, 
<laughs> I, don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't coach anymore, Craig. <laughs> Joel, oh, I'll foul. get you into the underside of the... And uh, neither of us ref. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom. Oh, the pass almost went behind Francis Pereira. Just uh, getting that... Uh, um, Natalie Hurst type trade of being like a terrier at the ball. Knocked it over the side. Wisdom now gets it to Francis. Francis to Marino. On the right-hand wing, Marino dribbles it, puts on the floor at the elbow, right side, puts up a shot that was to the right, and Musselwhite brings down the rebound. Oh, great work there, Musselwhite. (laughs) She danced around the sideline on the dribble, getting around Marino, and then the pass was, uh, well, let's just say the fifth row of the seating were able to catch that one. Unfortunately, for Chantel Pereira, playing lots of minutes, doesn't it? <laughs> Pereira was uh, not quite tall enough for that. Duke in the paint, nice little pivot and uh, shot. Hurst pushes it down to Bibby in her favourite spot in the corner. She penetrates hard and finds Pereira on the opposite baseline. Oh, rattles in and out, Tolo goes hand off Pereira. Now deep, they've got a full shot clock reset here. Pereira left 45, back to Bishop. 87 play, 65 here, four minutes left. Hurst for three, off the iron, Francis pulls it in. So Francis and Tolo watching each other. And oh, oh the ball dropped onto, I think, Tolo's foot, off Francis's foot. Pereira takes it into the paint. Oh, Duke once again up in the face of the shooter and the ball doesn't fall. And now the pass was going to be a high lob to Tolo is intercepted by Duke. Marino and Woosnam get it into the front court. Over the top, Gahan puts Pereira to the ground, but the pass just out. And uh, I'm quite surprised. Uh, a, a player like Gahan has dropped the bundle as well. And you expect a player at that level, imported yeah. that, to uh, not be dropping bundles. Well, you would. And whether, I mean, I did notice that she's limping a little bit. Maybe she's struggling with that um, as well as just the general game. But I certainly hope that the quality of basketball improves for the next couple of minutes because it's uh, getting pretty ugly out there and pretty difficult to keep any sort of core going on the game. And, you know, it's just getting sloppy with passing and turnovers and what have you. But just looking at the stats, Capitals have maintained their shooting percentage at 55% um, for the, from the field compared to 27%. And I think that 27% is probably a bit of a reflection of the poor shot selection and the fact that um, Adelaide are being forced to take shots that they normally wouldn't. Uh, Three-point land, 46% for the Caps as opposed to 22% for Adelaide. And I guess the rebound count, 40 to 29, where Canberra are dominating the rebounding and therefore possession. So, uh, you know, three, three and a half minutes to go in this game. Certainly 22 points and beyond Adelaide, particularly the way they're playing. And uh, they've got, you know, a fairly solid group out on the floor and hopefully they can, you know, claw back this score just a little. You reckon the officials want to get out of here as well? I would think so. <laughs> the commentary team does. <laughs> well, we've got another game to call. That's well, right. one of us do. <laughs> so, as Pereira goes long, gives it to a bishop. Bishop then gets it back to Pereira, gives it to Hurst, of course. Uh, I'm going to be leaving you to do the post-game wrap-up in uh, interviews and heading down to the training hall so we can get things started. Oh, Bishop just working in traffic again. Nice little underhanded layup. All right, just good finish again, just using her body well, spinning off the D. Francis goes to Gahan now, Gahan. Left to Duke, immediately on to Francis, down the left lane, tries the reverse layup, put it into the backboard. Bishop is there, gives it off to Hurst. 
Hurst, bounce pass outside to Pereira. Pereira goes back to Hurst. Now it's Bishop, top of the arc. Bibby on the right side. Bishop, yeah, just, just went down the right-hand lane, got the feet at the low post and then was able to turn at the basket. Right, and Adelaide have been caught on a number of occasions just on that basic flash cut play. As outside it is, oh, Francis knocks down a big three. She moves 18 points for the game. She certainly come back strong. She had nothing at half time. She was sitting on zero, I think, at, half, yep. at the half, and she scored 18 in the second half. Oh, off the irons. It was her shot that was short. Bishop trying to chase it down, taps it over the sideline. Woosnam restarts, goes inside to Duke. As Hurst brings the ball down the left-hand side. Goes off to Bibby. Bibby to Hurst. Hurst back to Bishop. Bishop back to Hurst. They're raffling it now. Three back seconds left. Yeah, <laughs> in the paint. Oh, just on the buzzer and she banks it in. Oh, and the restart. What? No, the, they were calling they, subs. They had called a sub there, just yeah. they hadn't been heard by the players. That's right. But just the the camps. You reckon they want to just put a triple figure up there? Oh no, there's probably not enough time. Well, a minute forty six. They probably could if they really went after it. But I, uh, and you know that would be nice. But I think they'll just have take their um, pleasure out of the fact that they've knocked off Adelaide by twenty odd points and be quite happy with that. Gayhan drives into Bishop. In the paint, oh, Bishop comes back at her, but the foul has been called on Abby Bishop. Yeah. It's, what is that push? It's fourth. That'll be fourth. And I think Bishop did, you know, body position was great, but again, just at the last moment, putting those hands in and trying to uh, block a shot, she just had her under enough pressure with the body positioning. Now, this is the obvious question to you, Michelle, as Gayhan makes the first. Is... You know, part of this, the fact that they've got Chris Lucas there and he's been able to, because he basically put a lot of that uh, championship that team together. together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, this is a lot different to the uh, to the team that won the championship last year. As Gayhan, Francis tried a three. Gayhan got the rebound. Oh, Tolo, another block shot. I'd love to see that stat at the moment. Three block shots for Mar- Mariana Tolo now. As Francis. Well, they're still battling on here as Francis goes to the basket. Her layup went right over the top and Abrams settling things down for the Caps. So back to the original question. Yeah, no, look, I think it's just more of a, a reflection that... Um, oh, I talked to um, Graffy at the start of the game about whether, you know, it gives an advantage being able to scout a group pretty well because you've got an assistant coach sitting there and she's coached a number of the players in various Australian, you know, um, youth, youth teams and that sort of stuff. Um, sorry, university teams and what have you. But I think that it's more a reflection of the fact that obviously Adelaide haven't bounced well back well from their Friday night defeat. And the um, it, to me it just looks a little bit like the wheels are falling off a bit mm-hmm. here. That I don't know what's going on, but there's just not the body language that suggests that this group is um, gelling as a unit at the moment. Now, it looks like they only travelled with 8-2. They can travel with 9. So, it is... A turnaround jump shot by Newley. Doesn't fall. And uh, 
Well, three caps to Tracy Gahan there, right, trying to compete for that rebound. 30 seconds left, 94 plays 71. As the Caps are holding onto the ball, there's 12 seconds, 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Oh, this is just insult to injury now. Six seconds, push to the corner, and they've put it out of play. But, uh, well, not too many, uh, not too many, uh, disappointed faces in the Caps fans or on the bench, Caps bench there. No, that's right. They'd be very pleased with this win. 15 seconds left. Gahan brings the ball down the floor. It's 94 plays 71. Woosnam has to go back as the pass was at her ankle. White line fever to Gahan. Gahan dribbles into the paint. Tolo wasn't going to let her go. And it's Hurst who comes up with the rebound. And Natalie Hurst has the ball in her hand at the end of the game. It is the Capitals. A resounding win here at the AS Arena. 94 to 71. And Michelle, it was uh, big scores. Jess Bibby, 25. Abby Bishop, 23, Mariana Tolo 18, Bibby with the 10 rebounds gets herself another double-double, yeah. Natalie Hurst 6 assists, Abby Bishop 3 steals, Mariana Tolo 3 block shots, the stats lean very heavily one way. Absolutely they do and I mean it's solid contributions from a number of players for the Canberra Capitals and uh, unfortunately for Adelaide you know in the end Francis doing the bulk of the uh, scoring and with Foley chipping in with 11 but just not enough numbers being put up by the players and I think that you know not enough of a, um, a group effort against Canberra you can come out and you know as a you know have outstanding individual performances against your middle-of-the-run type teams and get away with wins, but when you play a, a Capitals, or for that matter, when you go play in Adelaide, you have to do what Canberra did, and that was have solid contributions for five or six players that, uh, you know, really makes the difference in those those games. All right. Just uh, any... Well, the shooting, percentage. shooting percentage, 52 plays 30. Yep. That's going to kill you at the best of times. I am very interested. 79 shots Four for shots Adelaide than 71. That's right, and the, the conversion rate, clearly. And I think that what that reflects to me is they didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but that was partly due to the defensive pressure that Canberra put them on and taking them out of their natural offensive game and being forced to take shots that they normally wouldn't want to take. So, you know, full credit to Canberra. They did a good job. Adelaide, I think, have got to go away and do a bit of soul-searching here because, you know, that's two losses... Critical losses. They've got Dandenong next week, who have beaten them previously, um, and they will want to come back and really bounce back hard from this this weekend. Yeah, indeed. Now the Caps will go to 15 and two for the season after 17 games. Townsville after 18 games, a 14 and four. Bulleen 14 and four after 18 games. Adelaide after 17 games, a 12 and five. Then it's Bendigo nine and eight after 17 games. Sydney after 17 games, 8 and 9, forget the rest of this stage for That's the finals. Right. That's right, and it's really about what shape the final five will take. And uh, Bendigo obviously hitting some form coming down the stretch. They've had a couple of good wins. I think Townsville, I've liked Townsville from the start. I like the way that they play defence, and I just think they're good aggressive basketball. Um, Bulleen are making their charge. Whether they've got enough to get themselves into a grand final, they've perennially been hanging around there but have never quite got themselves there. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, final rounds of this, um, this league, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we all are. I'm going to let you head off to do some interviews now, and we'll catch up with you down there at the training hall in a little while. Michelle Hawking stepping out. Simon Peters might put the headphones on. 
And, uh, well, Simon, you've uh, spent a bit of time today with the uh, Logan team, and well, one player in the Logan team particularly, Kristen Beale, who uh, you, uh, you've known for such a long time now. How uh, is that Logan team preparing whilst uh, we wrap up here from the training, uh, from the AOS Arena? They're pretty relaxed. They're feeling um, pretty good about their game. Only one game this weekend, of course, so they, they flew in, uh, I think, late oh, last night and uh, have had a pretty restful day so far. Came along, watched the first half of this game and um, are now ready to, uh, to take on the chute in uh, just under 20 minutes. So, uh, but but uh, Vili in particular feeling you know, really fit, healthy, positive, which is great to see because uh, with her in particular, we saw her go through some pretty lean years with injuries and stuff here at Canberra, and uh, it's just great to see her on the floor um, with, with such a, a positive young group of players as well. They're, they're very keen and very, uh, very enthusiastic. Where does Adelaide stand now? as uh, we go into finals in your uh, read of this game and the, the two losses this weekend? Um, I think Adelaide are in serious trouble. They, just their body language, the, the way they played today, they, they, they didn't really have any defence. They went out and, and mugged people in some instances and just, uh, I don't know, there are a lot of warning signs there of a very unhappy group of players. Um... You know, we don't, who knows what's going on and off the court, what sort of dramas are happening, but uh, definitely there are some serious problems there. And with only really, you know, a couple of weeks till finals, they're, they're going to need to sort out what those problems are and try to rectify them before it's game time. Well, Michelle Hocking is down there with Kerry Graff. We'll hear from Graffy and a few more of the players in just a few moments. Don't forget to stay with us at Sport Radio. We'll be down at the AS Arena when you join us next.